0: to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. Hallelujah. Are you ready this morning? Yes. I'm going to give you, uh, just going to sort of fly along here. I was had a feeling to flow this morning, so we're going to flow. I'm going to give you some things that I know you may not know or things you may already know, and maybe you know more than I do about them, but I'll give you what I know so far. Praise God. Hallelujah. Take your Bibles this morning. Go to Luke. Luke chapter 12. I want to talk a little bit about the times we're in right now and the seasons that we're in right now. It was 30 years ago that... uh, Rodney Howard Brown came through this area and did a revival, basically, so it's been just about exactly 30 years of that time down a little church in Stewart, and at that time, some people entered into the revival, some people didn't, some people liked it, some people hated it. You know, like all revivals are all about the same. You've got some that do, some that don't. But the thing is, after 30 years, you know, I don't see a lot of the people who were in those revivals still revived. How do you know revival doesn't come just for a week? of services. It comes for a lifetime. You have the ability to live in revival every single day. And what's going on around America and around the world right now, if you really want to know what's going on, you have to turn the news off and turn your spirit on. got to get things by discerning in the spirit. You've got to know things that are coming. God will reveal things to you, basically, that you need to know. So this morning, I want to talk a little bit about the reign of God. Say the reign of God. God. And the reign I'm talking about is the R-A-I-N. Not the other rain. There's a rain of God that's always been around, always been here. If you ever studied the New and Old Testament, you're going to see that it's for a time, it's for a season, and that time and season, I believe, finally, is right now. God spoke to me a while back, probably three or four months, I haven't mentioned it, I didn't make it my New Year's thing for everybody, but God basically told me it's rainy season. And then after that, he said something that all who desire for it will get wet. Now, that was important for me to hear because it says all who will desire. desire for it will get wet. That means if there's people out there who are not desiring for it, they will not get even though it's rainy. Mm-hmm. How are you following me? Yeah. All right, go to Luke chapter 12. Look at verse 51. Look at verse 51. Jesus says, suppose ye that I have come to give peace on earth, I tell you nay, but rather a what? Division. For from henceforth there shall be five in one house divided three against two and two against three. The father shall be divided against the son and the son against the father and the mother against the daughter and the daughter against the mother and the mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. How many know that's a lot of separation there? But notice, it's talking about a time that's coming that's going to take place. How many of you know when revival comes and people get wet and people stay dry, there's a division that takes place? I don't care if you're married. I don't care if it's your children. I don't care who it is. There's going to be a division between wet people and dry people, just in the way they think and the way they operate. Look at verse 54. And he said to the people, When you see a cloud rise out of the west straightway, you say, There cometh a shower. And so it is. And when you see the south wind blow, you say, There will be heat, and it comes to pass. You hypocrites, you can discern the face of the sky of the earth, and how is it that you cannot discern the times? So what's he talking about? He's talking about there's a time where we're going to have to discern the things of the spirit rather than the things of the natural. We're going to have to see things in the spirit that not other people are seeing because we're different, because there's a wetness upon us that came from the rain, basically, that gives us an opportunity to see things that no one else can see. Everybody else is wrapped up in distractions. They're wrapped up with the news. They're wrapped up with every negative thing going on in the earth, but you need to get on the other side of that and have some discernment. Now, it's interesting to me what he, what he gives you here to talk about spiritual discernment. He talks about a cloud and a shower. Say a cloud. A cloud. Say a shower. A shower. So that, Jesus didn't say anything just to say it. How many of you know that? He knew what he was saying. When he was saying it at the time, he knew what he was saying. So there's going to come a day when you'll be able to tell spiritually. And the way you do that naturally, you see a cloud, there's going to be a shower. So if you see a cloud in the spirit, you know there's going to be a shower. Hallelujah. All right, go to Genesis chapter 2. We are going to have fun this morning. I'm telling you right now. No, no, not this much fun. No, no, nope, not this much fun. Nope. I want to do uh, probably an impartation service or a little little service after this of impartation for people because I want them to see what I'm seeing. I want them to be involved in what I'm involved in. I want them to get what God is showing me. You can get. Praise God. So that's all right. If you want, that's fine. If you don't, that's cool. I mean, I'm. All right, Genesis chapter 2. Look at verse 5. And every plant of the field before it was in the earth, and every herb of the field before it grew, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth, because there was not a man to till the ground. Hallelujah! Amen. Glory to God! Amen. Notice. He's saying here at that time, right then, there was no rain. God was not letting any rain. What is the rain? Symbolic rain is the anointing of God. It is the spirit of God. It is the glory of God. Here he's talking about something natural, but he said there was no rain came from heaven. You know why there wasn't any rain that came from heaven? Because there was no man who could till the ground because he got the rain. So we've been in what I call a dry period now for some time. not a dry period of the fact that everybody's drying up and nobody loves the Lord anymore. I'm talking about a dry period to where we preach the word and we preach the word and we preach the word and they've preached the word and TV's preached the word and they've preached the word and they've preached the word and there's nothing wrong with the word. The word is like the sun. You know, it'll come and it'll brighten you. But there's got to be a time, and when you study it in the Old Testament, any time somebody turned around, repented and came back to the Lord, the first thing he gave them was rain. Are you listening? So what's he talking about here? He's talking about there's no man to till the ground. There's nobody that knows their identity. There's nobody that knows about revival. There's nobody that knows how to cooperate with the Holy Ghost. Nobody knows how to do anything. So I've got to hold my reign until there's people who are taught and grown up into a place to find out what kind of kingdom citizens they are, how they can not only take that reign but sustain that reign, how they can operate in that reign and not make it a two-week revival, a four-week revival, a one-month revival, but make it a revival that continues to go every single day because revival is not in a place, it's in a place. Come on. So he says, there ain't going to be no rain. Why ain't there going to be no rain? Where there's no man to till the ground. We have been planting you as people to till the ground. That's why we've been teaching you what we've been teaching you. That's why we've been showing what you have shown you. I have been waiting for a time such as this for over 30 years. You don't understand. Praise God. Now notice, up until that time, what was going on? It said it grew not rain. There was a mist coming up from the earth. Say a mist. A mist. 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 Say a a mist. Listen to me. There's a mist in Kentucky right now. Listen, mist. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. There's a mist in Kentucky right now, and it's showering a few people. But after the mist, and he has some people who can work the ground, he's going to release the rain and notice, the rain is symbolic, it comes out of there, but notice it actually comes out of here. How many of you know that? You have the rain of God on the inside of you. But when it starts to rain and starts to pour, and now you have the ability to work the ground, to keep revival going, to spread revival, to get revival going, so that it's not necessarily just in a place, but it's in the hearts and minds of every person who's walking the faith of the earth with the glory of God. So even, let's go back to Miracle on Revival. Miracle on Revival we had this year, it was seven days, it was good, it, it was fine. There's some things I think that, I'm not even going to go there, but there's some things that need to be a little bit different, and we're going to find that, and we're going to go into that. How many of you know that? But it was word, it was word, it was word, it was good word, it was declaring, it was the word, it was declaring, it was the word, it was declaring, it was blessing, it was blessing, and everything else which is good, which is the sun. But unless we put the rain, there's got to be a rain. You ain't going to get any harvest if there's no rain. The whole church, give us the harvest, give us the harvest. Well, first of all, get ready for the harvest inside you. Get ready in here and then when the water comes you will be able to soak it up like a sponge and you'll be able to not only live in revival for a little bit but walk in revival for the rest of your life. How many know this is a lifestyle? I don't care what you were in in 1992. I don't care how God touched you in 1985. I care about today. What's happening in your life today? When's the last time you had a goosebump? When's the last time you even felt the presence of God? When's the last time you even realized God is real and God is doing something? See, we have distraction problems. How many even you know that? I have distraction problems myself. Sometimes I'm a pastor. I've got plenty of distraction problems to have if I want to have them. But when you understand that the rain is the most important thing in your life, when you understand, for many, for a few times in my life, I got to a point where I was living Matthew six thirty three, but I was missing a word. I was seeking the kingdom of God and His righteousness. But I was not seeking it. I lost my first. How many of you have ever lost your first? Some of you may not have your first this morning. And there's nothing wrong with that because your first is still there. You just got to go back to the priority that you know that you need to do, what you need to adjust in your life, what you need to get out of your life, what you got to open the door for, for the reign of God that's just about to hit this earth like never before. And there's going to be, everybody wants signed wonders and miracles. It comes from in you. It doesn't come from God reaching down and doing something. There are signs, wonders, and miracles on the inside of you that you've been taught who you are. You've been taught you can lay hands. You've been taught you walk in victory. You've been taught. You've been taught. You've been taught. And still the church talks too much about the devil. Who cares? I don't want to give him any press time. But the devil's doing this, and you've got to watch out for the devil. And got to, I'll tell you, if you live in revival, the devil won't even be close to you used to say, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Don't let Satan blow it out. I'll tell you, if you're in revival, he would be getting out, not blowing it out. So, so we've made it out like this devil such a great, big, and monstrous thing. man. He's not. Whether you know it or not, he got defeated. And he's still defeated. And he's still beat right now. So let's not give him the time of day. Let's give the Holy Ghost and revival and the power of God and the things of God. That's what we need to go for. That's what we got to have. But it's going to be only for those who can work and till the ground when the Rain comes down and it hits somebody. Praise God! All right, go to Second Chronicles chapter six. We're going to do a lot of Old Testament because we're dealing with types and shadows this morning. Second right, Chronicles chapter six. Are you there? Look at verse twenty-four. And if thy people Israel be put to the worse before the enemy, because they have sinned against thee, and shall return and confess thy name, and pray and make supplications before thee in this house. Then hear thou from heaven, and forgive the sin of thy people Israel, and bring them again into the land which thou gavest to them and their fathers. And when the heaven is shut up, and there is no rain because they have sinned against thee, Yet if they pray toward the place, and confess thy name, and turn from their sin, and and thou dost afflict them, then hear thou from heaven, and forgive the sin of thy servants, of thy people Israel. And thou hast taught them the good way wherein they should walk, and then he will send the rain upon thy land, which thou hast given thee for an inheritance." Now, this is good because you don't. this isn't something you have to get. This is your inheritance. The presence of God is your inheritance. The anointing of God is your inheritance. The power of God is your inheritance. Revival is your inheritance. You're supposed to be receiving and walking it. He says when people turn. Now, we've been talking about people turning, praying, turning, repenting, and that's been going on now since 2020. Well, now, some people have got to the point where they don't have to turn and repent anymore because they've already turned. So the next thing that happens in here is that they will be taught to walk the right way. Say the right way. Now, that means you don't walk around in doubt and unbelief. You don't walk around in pity. You don't walk about in worry. You don't walk about in all these things. You're walking now in line as a kingdom citizen with the things of God. You know you've been raised and seated in heavenly places far above all principality, power, might, and dominion. You're walking in a place of victory at this time. And right after that happens, when you get that revelation, the rain comes. Say the rain comes. The rain comes. And what's the rain? The rain of revival comes. The rain of the Spirit comes. And after the rain hits the ground, you know what comes next? The harvest. The harvest. Glory to God. See, see, you haven't been waiting on this for 30 years, so you're not excited. You're just hearing about it this morning. I've been waiting on this for 30 years now. For over 30 years, God spoke to me about this, that this was going to happen, and that's going to happen. And God spoke to me last week, and he said, let it rain. Oh, God, that was good. He said, let it rain. The rainy season's here. And anybody that hungers and thirsts for that rainy season is going to get wet. Anybody that's not is not going to get wet. So once again, we have to check your hunger, don't we? Check your hunger. I mean, how hungry are you for the Spirit of God? Are you hungry for everything else? Praise God in the world. Everything going on, my possessions, my money, my business, my b blah, blah, blah. or are you actually going after God and the Spirit of God Himself? Are you hungry for the things of God? Do you want the things of God? Is that what you want? Is that the number one thing that you want? You can't be on drugs and do that. You can't be an alcoholic and do that. You can't do all these things and do that. No, when you're seeking God, most of the stuff you're fighting will fall off of your life. Yeah. Yeah, it's because you're caught in the middle and you want to play with one foot in one area and one in the next. On Sunday, you want to seek God. On Monday, you want to go back doing whatever you want to do. Praise God. There's no hunger. If there's a hunger in your heart for the things of God, you know there's a hunger in your heart. And everybody you talk to says, don't worry, I'm all right. I'm okay. I go to church once a month now. I'm doing all right. I'm not really hot. But then again, I'm not really cold. I ain't gonna finish that scripture. I'm just in a minute. I'll preach this this morning. Thank you. See? You can't live with both right now. You could before. You could get away with it before, but you're not going to be get away with now. If you want to be part of this, what's going on right now, if you want to be part of the revival that's going on, I'll tell you what, I want to be part of it. I don't care what it takes. I don't care how much time it takes. I don't care what I got to do. I've waited too long. I'm going to be part of this thing. Do you understand? I'm not going to be standing here and say, let's go over there and get a touch. And let's go over there and get a touch. I want to be touched all day long. Praise God. I want to be known as somebody who's touched. Yes, 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 yes. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
1: But you got to want it.
0: See? is say, oh, that was a great sermon, Pastor Tom, that really moved me, I got three goosebumps on my right arm and two on my left arm, and oh, it just felt so good, no, no, it's more than that, it's a lifestyle, it's something that you want, it's something that you desire, it's something that you've got to have on the inside, praise God, I can't remember who talked about praying in the Holy Ghost every morning for 15 minutes, I mean, that's a start for you. Just start your day with 15 minutes of praying in the Holy Ghost. Set your little stopwatch, put it off to the side. When you get close to 15, you can stop when you get to 15 if you want to. But it's something where you're doing every morning and you're getting up seeking God first, not just seeking God whenever you want to. I'll tell you when we seek God the best, tragedy. Sickness comes and all hell breaks loose, then we become spiritual. We are seeking the Lord now. You need to seek the Lord then too. Seek the Lord every single day. Come to a place where all that matters to you is the, the relationship with God, the presence of God. I want the presence of God. I want to walk in the presence of God. Wherever I go, I want to be there. But you do not get it without desire. It's a free gift, but anything, how many you know everything you've got to know about, and you've got to receive? So you've got to receive it. So here it says people will be taught, and when people are taught, then they'll get into a place, praise God, to where they can receive the reign of God from heaven. All right, go to Hosea chapter 6. All right, did you find it? Okay, Hosea chapter 6. Look at verse 1. It says, Come, let us return unto the Lord, for he has torn. He will heal us, he has smitten, and he will bind us up. After two days he will revive us. In the third day he will raise us up. And we shall live in his sight. Then shall we know if we follow on to know the Lord, his going forth is prepared as the morning, and he shall come unto us as the, as the latter and the former unto the earth. Now this is prophetic again. This is showing you something right here. If you return to the Lord, how many know? Now this just ain't for the alcoholics. This just ain't for the sinners. Many times in my own heart this is for me. I need to return to the Lord sometimes because I'm messed up in this, messed up in that, doing in this, doing that. When I first became a pastor, I'll tell you what, I didn't have time for God at all. I had so many problems from people. So I came to a point where every once a year I would go away for a week. I'd just leave and go away for a week and go someplace and sit on the word of God for seven straight days. Why? Because my light bulb was going out. And I needed to light it up again. So i could come back worry free carefree this free that free so there's something to keeping your lamp lit every single day of your life every time you're doing something and i've missed a lot of opportunities because my light was not lit that day ever miss an opportunity to witness to somebody maybe lay hands on somebody maybe do something else and then about four hours later the holy ghost says you missed an opportunity and you know why that is because your lamp wasn't lit that lighty and basically you were looking at something else was distracting you at the time. So somebody came up to you and said, I'd really like to go to heaven. You say, i got my own problems. Go to hell. <laughs> well, we don't say that, but no. Yeah. Come on now, that's what we say in here. Right? right? I, don't, I, can't, I can't bother with you right now. Have you seen my worries? Have you seen my cares today? You see what's going on in me? But we've got to be a people whose light is lit all the time, and every single time we run into somebody, we're not really looking for it. It just happens. Let me tell you, you don't have to go looking for it. You run into people all the time. And we went down the jetty the other day and sat on the swing. All kind of people were talking to us. I don't know why. I don't know if they wanted to buy the swing we were sitting on, or what they wanted to do. But everybody comes up; they want to talk to you. Everybody wants to hear. So you got a chance to talk about God. You hand out that we handed. One guy was going around selling hats. It says Jesus loves you. I said, we're in by car, got a bunch of books. Says when you give out those hats, give him free book with it. I said, if you have to, you don't want to give it away. Read it before you give it away. But of course, he knew everything. He didn't really need another book. He knew all about the Word of God and the Bible. You can't be unteachable either. How many of you know that? Trust me, we're all learning something every single day. Praise God. If you're looking to learn something every single day. So here it says basically what happens. There's some steps here. Number two, you're going to come back to God. Praise God. With your whole heart. Say with my whole heart. Praise After two days, he's going to revive you. When you come back, revival hits your life again. All at once, there's a stirring on the inside of you. And here's something I heard from. I can't remember who I heard it from, but it really blessed me. It was attention Desire follows your attention. Your desire will follow your attention. So if you're putting your attention on things that are of the natural realm, your desire will be for things of the Are you following? But if you put your desire on God, and you put your attention on God, your desire will be for God. You know how it is when you're reading your Bible every day, and you get up feeling like reading your Bible every day. When you read your Bible, you want to read your Bible a little bit more later on the day. If you haven't read your Bible in a month... Then you get it up and look at it and say, I never get anything out of this. Why is that? Because your attention is a big thing. What you're going after, what you really desire, what you need to have on the inside of you. And a lot of people are going after things that don't satisfy. I mean, they've gone after the same earthly thing time and time and time again it hasn't satisfied, and they're still going after the same thing, wondering what's wrong. Change it, for God's sakes. Go after him. Go after the Spirit of God. Go after the things of God. Pray in tongues. Get in the Bible. The time you need to get in is when you don't feel like getting in it. Get your nose in that thing and study it. So here it says, not only will he raise you a third day, he will raise us up. Say raise us up. Raise What's that talking about? Revelation. Now you're getting the revelation. Hey, I'm no longer a loser. I'm a winner. I'm no longer bad. I'm good. I'm no longer a sinner. I'm righteous. I'm no longer who I used to be. I'm a kingdom citizen now with kingdom rights. I walk in the authority and I walk in the power of God. I don't have to beg God for anything because God has given me all things that pertain unto life and godliness. I'm not seeking the Holy Ghost. He already lives on the inside of me and I'm seeking him to do a work on the inside of me. I'm hungry and thirsty for him to change me. Well, I don't need to change. I've been in church now 40 years. And I want you to know I've heard all the sermons which I'm doing none of. See? This is changing process is going to go on until you leave. I don't care how old you get or whatever. There's always some t- tweak in there, something changed, something changed. You've got to want, hey, God, go ahead and change me. Change me. We've got to change our prayer from change my spouse to change me. Change the other person in Treasure Coast Victory Center. Please change them. They need changed. But what about you? See? What about you? What about you? What about me? I ask that all the time. What about me? What do I need to change today? What do I need and if you get the Holy Ghost and the word involved, how many of you know you're gonna be raised up into a place. And after you're raised up, the latter and the former rain are both gonna come upon your life and the Spirit of God is gonna come alive in you like evermore. You will have days where you can't get rid of the goosebumps you haven't had in a month. Because the presence of God comes on you, and I'm not saying you need a goosebump to understand the presence of God is in you, but there's something good about feeling God. I'm sorry. Just just, I don't know, just feels good. You walk by faith, not by feeling, but I'd rather feel and faith, if you don't mind. I'd rather do the two F's. Feel and faith. Faith and feel. Yeah. Because the presence of God is a sweet place to be, man. You know, you witnessed as somebody, you got them born again, and you walked away, man, you thought you were in heaven, didn't you? Woo-hoo-hoo! Look at me. I just got somebody born again. Look, everybody. I did it. And you're ready to testify, and you're ready to go. Why? Because he stepped into his will with his anointing, with his power into revival, and you touch somebody's life. And it's a great place to be. But the problem is we start out that way. But then after year and year and year, we get a little crust here. We get a little uh, bushel over here. We get all these things on here that basically cover us up from walking in the power of God and from the Spirit of God. Say the Spirit of God. Spirit of God. All right. Go to Amos chapter 4. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. I may run the whole church out of here before I'm done. I mean, I don't care, man. I just don't care right now. I mean, things are happening right now. If you can't see, things are starting, starting to take place. This is, this is, everybody's excited. You should be excited, but let me tell you what. If you could see what God wants to do in the future with every single person who's born again and filled with the Spirit of God, He's got all over the world. He's been trying to teach and trying to get them into a place where they understand who they are so they can walk like Jesus and talk like Jesus and be like Jesus. He wants to change our thinking. He wants to change our mouths. He wants to change the way that we handle things. And the Spirit of God will do it unless you think you've already arrived, unless you're satisfied. I'm so satisfied, I'm so satisfied. You shouldn't ever be satisfied with the things of the Spirit. You shouldn't ever think that you arrived, pray God. I I don't care. Even when you preach the best sermon in the world, you should go away thinking, there's something else I need to know today because that's on the inside of you, praise God. That's what God wants, that hunger and thirst. I'll tell you what it's like. It's like if somebody threw you out in the Arizona desert for seven days with nothing. And after that seven days, you finally found your way back and you're walking into the town and a man comes up and says, I want to offer you a million dollars. You say, get out of my life. And the next person says, I want to give you a big house. I don't want a big house. Somebody comes and says, I got a drink of water. I'll take it. Right. <laughs> See, why? Because that was the thing that they needed. They knew that was the thing that they needed. They knew that's the only thing. The million dollars wasn't going to help them. The big house wasn't going to help them. No, the only thing that was going to help them is water. And it's the same way when you get that way with the Spirit of God i got a bad situation here. You know what's going to help me? Holy Ghost, that's what's going to help me. And the word of God in this situation, praise God. Hallelujah. And when you get that hunger and thirst for the things of God, God God notices. God will go over 42 people just to get to you if you're hungry for the things that he has for you and wants for you. Hallelujah. All right, where do we go, Amos? Amos chapter 4, verse 7. It says, And also I have withholden the rain from you, when they were yet three months to harvest, and I caused it to rain upon one city, and caused it not to rain upon another city. One piece was rained upon, and the other piece whereupon it rained not. So two or three cities wandered into one city to drink water, but they were not satisfied. Yet have you not returned unto me, saith the Lord. Oh, my goodness. Notice. This revival is not going to hit every city. Mm -hmm. Let me break it down. It's not going to hit every person. Some people it's going to hit, and some people it's not going to. Now, why is that? Because God's a respecter of person? Because God picked out a few chosen few who are going to be touched by the Spirit of God and the anointing of God? No, because some people in some cities are hungry, and other people are not hungry. So notice what the people who are not hungry are going to do. They're going to go to a city that is hungry, and they're going to be touched by God, but even when they're touched by God, they're not going to be satisfied because this revival is not a hand-me-down revival, it's not a spin-off revival. This revival is for you and 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 you. See, everybody wants to go where everybody did all the work for the revival, then get a touch. You're not going to sustain it. It's not going to work. You're not going to be satisfied. You, you may be. You might have a feely. You can't go to one of these places when it's moving like this and not get a feely. But the problem is, can you take that feely with you? Can you be a carrier of it? Can it jump on you? Can it be in your heart? Can it stay in that heart? So what, you're going to have a lot of people coming to the revival who just want the touch and didn't do any work, let God do the work or anything in their heart and they're going to come and they're going to get touched but they're not going to be satisfied. I want to be a revivalist who's satisfied. I mean, I'll touch everybody that wants touch. I ain't got a problem with that. But sooner or later, you're going to have to seek your own touch. You're going to get your own touch from God. You're going to have to hear God's voice for yourself. You're going to have to figure it out for you. See? Oh, I wish I was like that person. Well, find out what that person's doing and do it. Don't just wish. Oh, God, give me what that person's done. What's he got? You'll say he did a lot more than you. You haven't done anything yet. You haven't even showed up for church. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. In this day and age, I ain't going there. I ain't going there this morning. No, no, you don't need this one. No. Nope. <laughs> no. Nope. No, you don't need this one this morning. Nope. All right, go to First Kings 18. Not this morning. You got to be careful and deliver something when it's time sometimes. And it's not quite time for that one yet. And I'm not here to scold you this morning, man. I'm just telling you what's going on, what's happening, so you can see it yourself, so you know what's going on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can't wait to get the letter saying how mean I am this morning. <laughs> but when the Spirit of God wants to deliver something to you prophetically, you cannot have it interrupted every three minutes. I'm sorry. I, I can't. I stay, stay in the flow. You understand? When, when somebody's flowing, you better let them flow. You understand? When somebody was flowing, the Holy Ghost, I knew it. When I used to come to meetings, I wouldn't even move my seat. I just sit there like this. I didn't want to sneeze. I didn't want to throw up. I didn't want to fart. I didn't want to do anything. I didn't. Want, you know what I mean? I didn't want to. I didn't want to stop the move of the spirit. Come on now. If you, can judge, if you can't even judge whether the spirit's moving or not, you don't care. You'll be out there putting on makeup and checking your phone and everything else. But remember, there's a flow of the spirit going on, that flow continues to go on. As somebody disrupts it, and let me tell you what, it can be disrupted by someone. It can be stopped. It can be changed. It can be blocked, and all that. And I don't want anybody missing it because somebody just don't know how to flow. I mean, nothing wrong with them. They just have never flown, known how to. Got it? Got it. You got, it? You got it, Ben? Thank you. All right, First Kings chapter 18. Look at verse 41. Verse 41 says And Pastor Tom said unto the people, Get thee up, eat and drink, for I hear a sound of an abundance of rain. So some of the congregation went up to eat and to drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel and cast himself down on his knees and put his knees in there so he could pray. And he said unto his servant, Go up now, look toward the sea. And he went up and looked and said, There's nothing up there. It's been ten years now. Get over it. It's not going to work. But, verse 44, And it came to pass, he sent him up for the seventh time. And behold, they saw a little cloud. Say a little cloud. Say, a little cloud. cloud. Kentucky is a little cloud. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Don't mess with me. Let me finish. A little cloud. There's a little cloud up there. I see a little cloud. Verse 44. And it came to pass at the seventh time that he said, Behold, there arises a little cloud out of the sea like a man's hand. And he said, go up, said unto Ahab, prepare thy chariot and get thee down that the rain may not stop you. Uh, This is interesting, my God. it has been so dry in that area. The ground is so hard in that area that nothing's gonna stop a chariot unless I mean it is a good old fashioned gully washer. So they're sitting there and he sends his congregation up and they look and say, hey, after seven years, maybe you were right. I see a little cloud, but I don't see any rain. Well, once you see the little cloud, right behind the little cloud it's a whole bunch of rain. And he told them, even before it started raining, you better get that chariot ready. Because when it starts to rain, your chariot's going to get stuck in the mud. If you're not ready for this revival, you're going to end up stuck in the mud. See? You end up stuck there. Everybody else is going. They're already going to be going. They know what's coming. They're already ready. They're already running. They're already excited about God. They're already desiring God. And there you are, going to church whenever feel like it. Read my Bible every now and then. Give Pastor a hug every now and then. That's good. It blesses me. But the desire in your heart is going to make the difference of whether your chariot gets stuck in the mud or your chariot goes down the hill, even though it's pouring down rain. Are you listening? So it makes a difference, don't it? But notice, it all started with not seeing anything at first. But he still prayed. Say, he still prayed. Say, once you don't see anything, basically, but you can see something in here. And that's where discernment come from. That's why we know what's coming. That's why we know what's going to happen. I'm telling you this morning what's coming through the discernment that God has placed on the inside of me. I'm a pastor, but I'm a pastor with anointing of revival on my life at the same time. So I see things in the Spirit. And A lot of pastors will just preach you what's in the Word. And there's nothing wrong with that, but I'm a little different. Because I can see things that are coming down the road. And this is coming down the road. I see a mist in Kentucky right now. Am I happy about it? You bet I am, praise God. Am I overjoyed about it? No, because I know there's an abundance of rain coming behind the mist and it's going to hit this city and that city and this person and that person and that person and that person. person. But some people aren't going to get wet at all. They're going to say, what's the big deal? What's the big issue? Who cares? Who cares? But we've got a people who know what's going to happen know what's coming in our hearts. We're hungry for the Lord. We're hungry for the things of God. We want to put his plan and purpose first, not ours. We want to put it there. I mean, if you young kids would ever get a grip of this, I'm telling you what, it would change your lives in two years. Nobody would even know who you guys are. But if you're just coming here to play church and watch the kids and and wave at pastor every now and then, then you're just going to be like that and like that. But you have an opportunity a lot of young kids don't because they're not in a church right now. They don't know about the spirit of God now. They don't know about the things of God. They just know about what's in the world today. And anything you see in the world today is not good at all. But you guys have an opportunity, and it'll be your choice. Don't blame mom or dad. Don't blame grandma or grandpa. It's your choice. Everybody makes their own choice. I had to make mine. It took me 30 years to do it. I pray to God it don't take you 30 years to figure it out. I don't want to waste that many years, but there's an opportunity. And everybody makes their own choice. Everybody's got to make their own decision. Are you going to get hungry for God or aren't you going to get hungry for God? God, above all the other things that you are blocking you or putting you there that are keeping you away, that are keeping Remember Noah? Noah says, "Woohoo! It hadn't rained in a long time, but there's rain coming." And what did everybody do? They kept marrying, they kept eating, they kept drinking, they kept watching this, doing that, doing this, dude. Until the day the rain came. How many know? Then you want to get in? Oh yeah. Right. oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I want to do something. Too late. See, the door was closed. The rain came, and they started drowning. Yes. See, and we don't want to be drowning. We don't want to be a drowning church. People will come to us and say, wow, did you see what's going on? What's going on in this place and that place? We say, yeah, we knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. No surprise to us. We knew it was coming, you see. We knew, we knew it was going to hit here and hit there and hit that city and hit that city. And I knew it, it's on the inside of me. And, and I'm carrying the thing, man. Wherever I go, I'm carrying this revival. And I'm going to sustain it. This is going to be a short period revival again that we talk about 30 years from now. I want it to be a revival that's still going on 30 years from now. There's a big world out there to get to, and God wants to get to them, but it's up to the people who decide whether they want to do it or not. So what's the main key? I'm glad you asked. Go to Isaiah 44. And singing the same old songs from that revival 30 years ago, I've been doing the same old stuff, just waiting, waiting, waiting. And uh, I tell you what, it just feels good right now, everything feels good right now. And don't be afraid of the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost is a good guy, man. I'll tell you what, He will straighten you out, He will, he will help you, He will put a fire in your heart, it, it will be lit. You won't be able to close your mouth about the things of God, praise God. Okay, Isaiah 44, are you there? Yes. Look at verse 3 God says, For I will pour water upon Him, that is. I will pour water on him that is thirsty, and I will pour floods upon the dry ground. Well, actually, I'll pour my spirit upon thy seed, and my blessing upon thine offering. Look at it again. This blesses me. For I will pour water upon him that is thirsty, and floods upon the dry ground, and I will pour my... Now, notice, in order to be dry ground, you've got to know that you're still dry ground. If you think you're already wet ground, you're not going to get a flood because you think you know everything already and you think you've got it all figured out. So you're dry ground. I'm dry ground. Every day I wake up, I'm dry ground. I know there's rain coming from somewhere. I will pour my spirit upon thy and my blessing upon thy... Oh, look at this. Praise God. Not a generational blessing. We just talk about generational curses. Yeah. As long as I seek the Lord as I walk in the power of God and I walk in revival, I walk in... stuff. There's a blessing that comes upon my seed... There's a blessing on my seed and my seeds. Yeah, there's a blessing promised to you. It's already there, praise God. It belongs to you if you're hungry, if you're one who wants to walk in revival, if you're one who's putting the Lord first, if you have the desires of your heart, if you're putting away distractions, if you're putting away things that put your fire out. Some people put your fire out. If you've got a them 14 times, for God's sakes, move on. They're not going to get it. They just don't care. They want you to do a whammy, bammy, bammy on them. That's going to be the end of it. Everybody's got to have a desire in their heart. And you know. Sometimes if you're ministered to many people, you know whether somebody really wants to be ministered to or whether they're there wanting you to pat them on the back and, right. and be pity with them. And you better be able to discern that because that'll put your lamp out. Right. That'll take the fire out of the inside. Of you. Well, I witnessed to 25 people today. How many receive Jesus none and I'm wore out. <laughs> so you should be wore out. You see what I mean? The the guy who came up to us with the shirts and the hats and stuff stopped at our swing and said, I can tell right now you two are of God. He said, I can just sense it. So he had some discernment there. He said, I know you're of God. He thought he was trying to sell his hats. I mean, I don't know which it was, but it worked. Yes, 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 it worked, so. But praise God, there's a sermon going on right now. Don't look at the things in the world and let them beat you down and make you sad and all this stuff. You've got to look at what's happening in the spirit realm there. You know, everybody's putting on about Kentucky and everything. That's good, but man, I'm telling you what, it's going to get a lot better. You've got to see past that. Everybody want to get in their car and go to Kentucky, and that's fine also. But if you're going to go to Kentucky, go to enhance the revival, not to suck out of it. And then bring Kentucky back with you. Stay wet. Stay wet. So this is the day, this is the hour. I'm, I'm so excited, I could barely take it right now, praise God. I'm telling you, things are moving, things are happening, things are going on. I don't care if it takes pandemics or whatever it takes to get things moving in the right direction. As long as they're moving in the right direction, they're moving in the right direction. Now the question with you is, what about you? What about you? Well, I don't think Brother Joe is going to do it. Well, your Brother Joe is not your problem. Well, what about my spouse? What about you? What about my closest friend? What about you? See, God's a personal God. He don't want to have a relationship through me to you. He wants to have a relationship with you, you, you. Hallelujah. All right, stand up this morning. Close your eyes, lift your hands. Holy Ghost, you go to work this morning right now. Let the rain come down on your people. Let it rise up out of the inside. Touch them. Release them. Anything blocking must go in Jesus' name. Move in their spirits. Find the hungry. Pick them out. Pick out the ones who are hungry for the things of God, who desire the things of God, who want the things of God. Remove the distractions from our life that are holding us back from all that you have from us in this day and this hour. Move upon your people, move through their hearts. Lord, I'm hungry for a mighty move of God. Lord, I'm thirsty. Pour out your Holy Ghost. Lord, I want to see the hand of God move mightily inside of me. I'm hungry for the move of God. Lord, I'm hungry for a mighty move of God. Lord, I'm thirsty. Pour out your Holy Ghost. Lord, I want to see the hand of God move mightily inside of me. I'm hungry for the move of God.